get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kirkland's moment on 101 ESPN, and we head now to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. We're going to have a delayed fight this morning. We'll have it at 8:45. Right now, Joey Vitale, Blues analyst here on 101 ESPN, joins us. Uh, Joey V, happy Cardinal opening day. How you doing, man? Hey, uh, Randy, Michelle. You know, doing really, really good. A lot of good things happening right now with sports, and it's a fun day and. Yeah, you know, I just got to thinking, uh, you guys are foodies. I'm sitting here making Belgian waffles with my kids this morning, Ooh. and I was just thinking, what is it about sometimes when you put a country in front of a in front of an entree, doesn't it just make it so much better? Like, if you have a waffle, or if you have a Belgian waffle, or like, you know, like my, my mom brought, she went to Canada last year to Nova Scotia, she brought back Canadian maple syrup. Doesn't it just pack an extra punch to it? It really does. And, yeah, Canadian bacon, mm-hmm. French yeah. fries. Mm-hmm. All, yeah, all of those. That's a great thought. Big, big fan. Big uh, fan. I think we should put countries more in front of, in front of the food we eat. <laughs> uh, Joey, I also appreciate that you know that it's, you know, a rule that's as old as time, that on a big day like this, you need to start with a heavy breakfast to carry you throughout. Mm. you got to be carb-heavy on an important day like opening day. Amen. Amen, Michelle. Absolutely. You got to fill the belly. You got to do it right. And, and, you know, I think it's really cool that I think we're starting to see through this pandemic that fans are becoming fans of sports that they weren't fans of before the pandemic. If that makes any sense, you know, my kids and I, we were watching, we've been like glued to European soccer for the last two weeks. We never watched soccer. My son just woke up. He's seven. He's not a big baseball fan. He goes, dad, cars opening night. Let's go, baby. I go, let's, let's go. It's go time tonight, buddy. What do you want to do? And, and I think that, you know, you know, with the old bow and arrow thing, you got to take a couple of draws back in order to propel forward. I'm starting to see my kids. I know a lot of kids are excited about sports they never were really excited about. So that's a good thing. That's great. Yeah, we took it for granted, and now we aren't anymore. Joey, i got to come back. i got to circle back to the waffles for one second <laughs> because we, we had the discussion the other day. Somebody asked if uh, chocolate chip pancakes were better than buttermilk pancakes. I took chocolate chip, and I take chocolate chip in my waffles, too. Michelle went with the regular buttermilk pancakes. Where do you fall on this really important debate in America? Yeah, to me, Randy, you kind of, I've lost a little bit of respect for you right there. The uh, the chocolate chips, it's overwhelming in a pancake. To me, a pancake is simple. It's straightforward. You need to let the buttermilk come through. you got to let the flour speak for itself. Let nature take its course when milk meets flour and you incorporate butter and a little bit of sugar. And I tell you one thing I will add to my waffle, though, that a lot, a lot of people do, but it's becoming more popular. They're called Lege waffles. They're L-I-E-G-E, and they're from Belgium, right? And the only difference is that they're naturally fermented, naturally yeasted, 
but they also add this rock pearl sugar, okay? So it's pearl sugar, and you can't find it everywhere. I know this global market in Kirkwood has it, but it's basically sugar the size of a pea, and you make your batter, waffle or pancakes, and then you add this pearl sugar to the batter. You fold it in gently, and then you essentially ladle into a hot griddle, and then what happens is the sugar is so big that the hot iron actually caramelizes the sugar. So it gives the waffle a really good, sweet crunch to it. So if you haven't tried it yet, I do recommend it heavily. Joey, you're so international with your food choices. I really appreciate that out of you. But I want to keep it domestic here for my next question. We know sure. that the NHL heading to Seattle, and there was some big debate over what their their team name was going to be, what the logo was going to be, and they settled on the Seattle Kraken. So we've got to get a take from you here. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Oh, God, I love it. I'm such a fan of it. I think it's such a great name. I love the, com- uh, the, the color combinations. You know, I love that they incorporated the sea. You know, they, they, Seattle's big on, you know, they were built from the sea. Uh, aqua, that kind of aqua turquoise color is one of my favorite colors of all time. I think the logo, it, it represents so much. And if you want a detailed description of what every part of the logo represents, you should go online. It's really cool how they pretty much... Uh, have broken it down the way they did. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan. I love the fact that it's, it's original, it's new. Uh, I found out that, you know, Seattle was really pushing hard for the Metropolitans, which, um, as Randy definitely knows, Michelle, you probably do too. You guys are sports nuts. But that was the original Seattle team back in the 19-teens. I think they won a Stanley Cup in 1917, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But so there was a hard push right. to bring back the Metropolitans. But from what I understand, Gary Bettman had a problem with that because there's a metropolitan division. So he thought that that would be kind of a conflict of interest right there. So he, he X'd the, the Metropolitans, but they settled on the Kraken. I think it's a cool name. It's got some fight. It's got some menacing to it. And I think that um, it, suits, it suits the league and it suits this team very well. And, and guys, I, I know with the cap staying the same come next season, look for the Seattle team to be as competitive as Las Vegas Golden Knights. I'm telling you right now. I think they're going to go full out. They're going to grab some really good players. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get a Hall of Fame goaltender like the Vegas Golden Knights did in finding Marc-Andre Fleury, and that could be their biggest uh, misstep. But aside from that, with the cap, these teams are going to start letting some of these players go and uh, look for Seattle to be very competitive when they come to the league next year. I like Arizona joining our division, too. You know what, big time. You know, I, I like it for the sense that I get to go to Arizona more, uh, Randy, but I also don't like it because, for whatever reason, the Blues have had a hard time with Arizona. And that's, and that's kind of the debate when, when people ask me, are the Blues really going to give a lot of effort here in this round robin because it's based off the of seeding? My thing was this. Arizona right now, they fall at the 11th seed. Okay, so if they win their first round, and they, they could really, theoretically, if Chicago loses, they could be the bottom seed. And if Blues do very well and they finish in that number one and they work their tails off and go 3-0, and for example, well, then they're facing the Arizona Coyotes. We have had a problem with Arizona. I'm not sure if it's the Rick Tockett style of hockey that it kind of mimics the Craig Ruby so closely. We have a problem with it. They have great goaltenders in Ranta and Darcy Kemper. They have a great one-two punch in goaltending that we haven't quite figured out right now. Uh, but there is something about those Coyotes, those pesky Coyotes the Blues have just had problems with. So as much as I love that they're going to be in our division soon, uh, I do worry a little bit, and I hope that uh, the Blues can buck that trend as far as struggling against the Coyotes out in Arizona. 
you make me feel better about myself because I've mentioned that, that they scare me because of Kemper. He was great before he got hurt, but we, they, we still haven't seen the best of Taylor Hall or Phil Kessel from them either. And they have a guy like Clayton Keller. They're getting really good work out of uh, Hartman. They, they, they've got a lot of really nice young pieces. People didn't realize, Joey, they had the highest payroll in the league. They, they've added some players, and they're a pretty good team. They are. I mean, they're, they're an exceptional team, and that's, that to me, again, Randy, is why just to take this playoff series, for example, as, as a reason to allow these just round-robin games just to kind of happen. Let it happen. Don't go after any particular seed and look for a matchup that you're hoping for because it's such a crapshoot at this point because of the Blues, again, if they go all out and they go 3-0 on and take number one seed, then you could be facing the Arizona Coyotes. And on the flip side, you could finish you could finish in the third or fourth seed here in this round robin and then get a great matchup. And let's say the Edmonton Oilers, a team they've handled very well, or the Minnesota Wild, who they've gone 4-0 and against. Uh, the Nashville Predators, another team that's going to be scary. Uh, you look at this playoff round and Nashville doesn't seem like a scary team. The Blues had really struggled against Nashville this year. People often forget that. I think their record against the Predators is 0-3-1, if I'm not mistaken. They're the only team, I think, that they have not beaten in regulation throughout this year. John Hines, again, a coach has gotten this team on the right foot. They're trending in the right direction. They got a great uh, Vesna winning uh, goaltender. So it's, it's going to be such a crapshoot. I think that's why we're going to see in this round-robin series Team's just kind of feeling it out. Everyone's going to get the reps. I think the backup goaltender is going to get reps because at the end of the day, uh, I don't think you can look at winning and losing and looking for a matchup that you're hoping for. Hey, Joey, before we let you go, you have made the trek to Edmonton several times. Are you concerned about the nightlife of Edmonton drawing <laughs> people out of the bubble? You know, uh, I, I, I'm not. I don't know what it is about the people up in Edmonton, Winnipeg. I know these small, these small NHL cities. They're just, they're just good blue-collar people that just do things the right way. I don't think it's going to be um, the craziness everyone's expecting. You know, they got these Segway tunnels that they're going to build in these bubbles where these players are going to travel through that no one really can get access to them. You may see them from a distance, but I think the way the bubble is going to be set up, uh, there's not going to be any kind of fan interaction. I think that it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be completely safe. Uh, but certainly that, that day is coming when fan, when players have to uh, go up there, Randy and Michelle. Uh, it's actually approaching very quickly as you think about sometimes, because I think you look at these players as making millions of dollars, and oh, it's just a small sacrifice. Go up there and play and shut your mouth. These are these are Blues players. These are NHL players who are committed to being away from their wife and kids for better or worse, 10 weeks, over almost two and a half months possibly if they go the distance. That is a long time, and it's a long time especially uh, when you have kids and young kids. Uh, there's a couple of Blues players that are going to be having babies around this time. And we all know who, who have kids out there. A newborn baby that's two days old, like, you know, fast forward 10 weeks, if that's maybe the next time they see their baby, that's a long time. That's a, that's a, there's a drastic changes in kids' lives. And, they, and these players, for better or worse, they're going to be missing this. They're going to be missing a lot of this. Lars Eller, Carl Haglin, another two up in Washington on a good team that are going to have to step away uh, to have kids and then return and miss valuable time with family. So it's a really commendable thing these players are doing. I think Edmonton and Toronto are going to do a great I think they'll keep these players safe, and we're going to see some good hockey. Joey V, you're always great. We'll let you get back to those Belgium waffles. Enjoy those this morning. Have a great opening day and a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ray and Michelle. You guys have a great Cardinals opening day as well. We'll talk to you guys next week. You bet. See you later. The great Joe Vitale on 101 ESPN. Of course he's making international waffles with special sugar that caramelizes when you put it in a griddle. That's phenomenal. He's, he's a smart guy.
He's quite the chef. Oh, he's great. And his sourdough bread is mm, perfect. Need to have it. Yeah. It's, we'll get another look. Oh, I forgot to tell him that I got the carrot cake yesterday. Oh. The Randy Carragher famous carrot cake. Yeah. Which I know is his favorite. Yeah. So he'll get some. He's, since they're staying in town, I'll get him some. Coming up, we do have a delayed edition of The Fight here on 101 ESPN.